Welcome to the Point Noted Podcast with your host, Johnny B, and co-host who shows up whenever he wants to, former NFL player, Rashad Barksdale. It's raw, unfiltered, and no topic is off-limit. We talk sports, entertainment, culture, and a whole lot of random shit. Let's get to the point. All right, point on the podcast. You're hanging out with Johnny B. Uh, we're missing Rashad right now, but you know he's gonna hop on when he can. But right now we got a special guest in the house. Uh, we got a good friend of Rashad, uh, a big personality up in Hudson, New York. Give it up for Big Vern. Big Vern, how you doing, my man? Johnny B, what's good, dog? Um, I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me today, man. I'm, hey, I'm... man, thanks for thanks for joining us, man. It's been a uh, it's been a roller coaster since the last time we tried to do this, man. We're not gonna talk about what happened yeah. when. Uh, don't even worry about yeah. that, bro. We, we 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 moving forward. Don't even worry about that. I'm I'm, I'm willing to chop it up with you. So right, hey, right. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Forward always, man. So um, so yeah. So Rashad said, man, let's get Big Fun on the show, man. I said, mm-hmm. look, man, bring him on. Heard a lot about him. Uh, let's get the man on here, man. We can learn a lot from him, man. So, man, I'm, I'm just happy you're here. So I'm gonna ask you this, though, man. Mm-hmm. How long you know Rashad? Um, yo, me and Rashad go back, back. I'm older than Rashad, so we go back. Right. Um, Rashad, actually, me and Rashad could be family. It's that okay. close. Um, Rashad, mm. I, I ain't gonna front, bro. Rashad is G out here. His family is big names out here, and he big had name. a big name. He had an uncle named Jim, and um, his uncle Jim and my uncle was really good friends. So I've known of Rashad. And then when I left to go to college, Rashad just had a breakthrough. Um, high school career. Um, okay. know about him then. Actually. I'm gonna tell you a funny story. Me and my, my me and one of my best friends, Jared Starr, we was at a, a Yankees game and um we, we got a text from Rashad's mom saying that Rashad was gonna be in Philadelphia um playing uh at, at, he just got drafted, he was gonna be in Philadelphia and they was gonna be playing. We left Yankee Stadium and went down to Philadelphia to see Rashad. So I've known wow. him for I I know him for a while. I knew his family, I know his father, his mother. Um, shout out to his brothers, but Rashad is a good dude. Now, I will tell you this, my relationship one-on-one with Rashad probably came about more, I'll say maybe six, seven years ago, five, six years ago. Um, I came back to Hudson again. I'm always going to shout out Rashad because he's a great guy. And he always, he gets back to our city. Um, he had, he has this celebrity basketball tournament and what was happening was Rashad wasn't living here anymore. So, Mm. um, it was only his friends and people he knew were playing in this tournament, but there was a lot of young kids that really looked up to Rashad and a lot of okay. young kids that wanted to be on that floor with those celebrities. Right. So we had to somehow get Rashad's attention and say, listen, man, I know you're doing these things and we appreciate it, but you need right. someone on the ground here in Hudson to help you facilitate this so that it could be better and it could be better for everybody, and um, right, right. And he was up for that. He he, he was up for that, you know. So right, because the locals love you when you can have a local also on the floor playing. Yeah, but the biggest thing was is that when you live in an area where there's poverty and and there's kids that are probably great in basketball but couldn't make the team because of grades or couldn't make the team because you know their family got evicted or something like that. That that celebrity tournament means so much to them. And, yeah, right, right. And, and I think that in the beginning, Rashad knew he was doing something good. He just didn't mm. realize that he was doing something great. And I think okay. our relationship with me being on the ground here helped him right. realize, like, yo, bro, you're doing something great. Like, you're changing mm. lives here. Um, let right. me let me help you. 
So, like, we have a radio show. Me, um, Slater Mayor, he was on the show before. Um, another guy, his name is Rainier. Um, we have a radio show. So what we did was when Rashad wasn't really doing what we wanted him to do, this is before hashtags got big. Oh, we, okay. we, we did a hashtag on him. Real talk. Now, really? yeah, I traveled a little bit. Slate traveled. I mean, I went to, co- <laughs> I went to college in Atlanta. I went to Morris Brown. I, I, I've been through Detroit, Alabama. Um, okay. Slate got people in Hawaii. So what we did was we basically called on to all our friends and said, listen, put hashtag let low play and then tag us. And Rashad saw that. And he called us. He was like, all right, man, I want this to happen. Like, let's do it. <laughs> you know, it changed his mind. And I think he right. realized, like, you know, we was on the on the ground. We was holding stuff down and that we could make a great team. And ever since then, man, everything's been great. Like I said, I, I can never say um, – I can never stop congratulating and bigging up Rashad for what he does right. for Hudson, man. He does a whole lot for Hudson. I'm proud. I'm proud of him. I'm, I'm proud to know him. And that's my guy, man. Right, that's love, man. That's love. I know I didn't I didn't know nothing about Hudson until I met Rashad, and then uh, I had never been at Hudson until I came for his uh, event. And I think you were actually coaching one of the games. Yeah, bro. And I, and I remember I was like, man, why did this dude keep yelling the whole time? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the young bucks were playing, and you were like coaching him, like do him up, do him up. I was like, man, man why is this dude the whole time coaching up these kids? Yeah, but but I, like I said, like these kids look forward to it because you got to think about it. Um. Rashad brought T.O. there right, yeah. twice. Now, mm-hmm. I'll tell you another funny story about that. So Rashad Rashad has always helped us any way that I needed him to. And um, okay. so we had – Rashad had a guy called Manny Love. He's a, he's Manny a, Love. a, he's a short, short guy. I don't know the proper political term. He's undersized. But undersized. He's a, <laughs> Little people. Yeah, he's a basketball player, right? So okay. Rashad hooked me up. He was going to have Manny Love come to the tournament. So he got us an interview with Manny Love. So when I was mm. doing my research, I I read that Manny Love had played T.O. one-on-one. So really? I asked him, I said, yo, is T.O. cool? He's like, yo, he's mad cool. I was like, and then Rashad hit me. He was like, yo, ask him if T.O. will play in the tournament. And I was like, yo, you think T.O. will play in the tournament? He was like, yo, T.O. so cool. All you got to do is reach out to him. Rashad, wow. Rashad took it from there. And he brought T.O. there two times. Right. The first two time, times. The first time he brought T.O. there, it was before he went into the hall. And we knew he was going to go into the hall. You know, mm. but he brought him there the first time. But then the second time, T.O. came back after he went into the hall. And and, that, and that's major right there, yo. That, right. And, and Rashad did all that. that. That was Rashad. So big ups to him. Wow. Yeah, that's big, man. I heard about that. So I'm like, man, I got to go down there and meet T.O. But I couldn't make it in one time. Uh, T.O. came out there. Uh, but I love going out there, man. You know, I've been there a few times. I even played on the uh, the Saturday ones. Me and Rashad be on the same team, and we yeah. lose all the time because he won't pass the ball. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I can tell him he won't pass the ball, and he said because you won't shoot. So <laughs> if I won't shoot, he won't pass, and somebody got to make the bucket. Yeah. Uh, so I get it, you know. So so what? You were born and raised in Hudson? Yeah, born and raised in Hudson, man. I'm Hud City for life, man. I left Hud, Hud City for life. I left Hud um like 18. I went to Atlanta, Morris Brown. Uh, on a mm-hmm. basketball scholarship. Um, nice. Came back. Um, I finished um, college here, but then I started on my venture. You know, I started to like like to grow as a man. So I went to um, Pittsfield, Mass. I was there for about 11 years, left mm. there. Then I went to Birmingham, Alabama. So okay. I, and then I came back to Hudson. My daughter 
it's funny. I'm watching when you down south and you're watching football, they play it by the region. So I remember I wanted to see the Giants play. So I'm at this bar and I want, I want to see the Giants play because the only team that was on regular TV was the um the Falcons. And my daughter called me and she's like, Dad, I'm pregnant. You know, I need you to come back. So I came back and then I've been okay. here since I've been here since then. And oh, okay. So you came back because your daughter wanted you to come back to Hudson. Yeah, she was she was pregnant and she wanted me to help her out. And then when I came back, it was just a place where Hudson was really missing leadership and um and, and they needed they needed some some people to help help do some leader leading things. And um I've been here and then I met my fiance now. So um I ain't going nowhere, man. I'm good money. Good money. Hudson is home. Hudson is home. You mentioned basketball, basketball scholarship, man. I know Rashad mentioned you're a big hooper. Yeah. Man, why don't you play in the tournaments? Um, I don't play in the tournaments because it's not about me. Like the thing about right. it is that when you come to Hudson and you say my name, they know who I am. Um this I see. is this is not about me. It's about everybody else. That's why I coach. I coach okay. more so so that I'm a part of it, but it's not about playing. It's about giving these other I think that's one of the the things that us as black men sometimes fail to do is to let the youth have their time. Like, yes. you want to still yes. step on their feet like, yo, young blood, mm-hmm. how is this? No, bro, you got that. It's your time. I'm going to sit back here and let you shine. And, I, and right. I think I practice what I preach. So that's why I don't play in the tournaments. I mean, I could easily play in the tournaments, but I choose not to because it's not about me. It's about right. these young kids and everybody else that's, you know, coming up and and really killing those tournaments are, oh man, those tournaments are everything, bro. Yeah, everything. they are fun. They are fun. Right, right. They are fun. Let me ask about uh, playing college ball, though. Being down there, which is Morris Brown, right? Yep. Morris Brown College. How was that like, though, man? What was the biggest competition you faced out there? You know, the funny thing about it is, like, I'm, I was a real New Yorker. Like, I was a uh, real New Yorker. I had never left New York State before I went to uh, Atlanta. So I, I, so I got on a plane. I went out there. And um, my biggest thing that drove me was, like, I just don't want to let my city down. So right, right. Um, I think one of the scariest places that I played in ever, because in Hudson is predominantly white. There's a lot of black right. people here, but it's, it's predominantly white. Yeah, it's um, mostly white. Right. Yeah. So I think I, we played um, in Alabama A&M and um, they had like a coliseum. And it was crazy because the, the gym was on the floor and then the seats was like room. And I thought <laughs> but I had never seen that many black people in one place at one time. So uh, it was, it was a little bit nervous and nerve wracking, but for me, it was more, there was such a difference between the North and the South and the way we, we talk, the way we dress, the music. So I I had, I had some adjusting to do, if I may say, Mm -hmm. but but overall, um, it it was a great experience and it's something that I tell all the kids now um, especially the young black kids, if you can get to an HBCU, um, it, it's going to change your life because you're going to you're going to see things. I remember sitting in orientation, freshman orientation, and they told us, you know, you shop at the black malls and you shop at the black stores, and I'm thinking like we don't have that where I live at, and, right, and, right? And to be able for that, wait a minute, there's black malls, there's black mm. stores. Okay, right. I'm digging that. So yeah, right. And that, that's not like something more you would find in the South. Because I'm not, we're not going to, I mean, I can go to New York City. I'm not going to find no black stores. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, but those are probably something you see more uh, more in the, in the South. Um, so back to the Hudson tournament, right? So the last few times I was there, 
Uh, I know the crowd is kind of going less a little bit. Even the competition in 3v3 is kind of be dying down a little bit. And I know we shot them looking into that. Uh, do you pay attention to that? What do, you, what do you think is going on with that? Like the numbers going down with the competition on the 3v3s? Um, the three-on-three is 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 different because the main event is the main event. And normally right. Rashad has the three-on-three on the next Saturday, first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Bro, let me explain something to you. If 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 you a high school dude and you only play high school basketball and you still got game, and then on Friday night you playing with or against TO, you probably gonna stay out all night, bro. You, <laughs> you not, not doing three three with some not, bums the next day. I know. You're not really thinking about three on three. You like, yo, I'm, right. I'm good money, man. I, I was just chopping it up with TO, and TO was so cool, and he was just right. he was just one of them. I'm gonna tell you who really cool is Tank. Yo, Tank, man, I'm telling you, Tank is so cool, man. Tank come through, he bring his Super Bowl ring, he give it to me, and he let me take it throughout the crowd and let anybody right. who want to take a picture with it put it take on. A picture with it. You talking about Tank Daniels? Oh, yeah, Tank. That's my guy yeah. right there, yo. Yeah, yeah big homie, yep. So you, yeah. see, you see what I'm saying? So when you right. when you have that moment there, the last thing you're thinking about is waking up to go play three-on-three, three, you know? But I feel you. I tell you, me and Rashad, we talked it out, and um, what we did was Rashad used to do a turkey bowl, like a football game, and and um, and Thanksgiving right before Thanksgiving. Right. I was a part of an organization, and we did a turkey bowl, but it was a basketball game. And basically, you know this, and everybody in the whole entire world knows that the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is the busiest Wednesday because everybody comes home. So yep. we scheduled a basketball game that Wednesday. And what we would do is we would take the older guys versus the younger guys and just play. And it, okay. was, a, it was free. It was a way to get the families out, give them something to do before Thursday. So right. I said to Rashad, like, yo, I think you should incorporate this into your I have a dream because I think it'll be big. Rashad did. And, and that is just like phenomenal. You don't even know how many people – are constantly hitting me like, yo, can I play in the turkey bowl? Can I play in the turkey right. bowl? Can I play in the turkey right. bowl? But me and Rashad sat down and we talked about it. Like, if you want to play in the turkey bowl, you need to do these things. You need to volunteer here. We need right. to see progress here. We're not just letting you play because you can play basketball. Right. Right. You have to right. get back because that's what I have a dream is about. So, right. um, yeah. Right. I love it. I love it. Are you a, are you a trash talker when you're hooping? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a try. I, I talk trash to you ever since I met you, All bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were doing at that basketball game while you were coaching too. I'm like, I bet he knows both of his players, and he's still trash talking. Yeah, my son was playing on the other team, like because me and the mayor, you know, the mayor is coaching the other side, and um, he always picks my son, one of my sons. So I, I trash talk, but it, it's all for the love of the game, you know, right, and, and, and it's for the crowd. Because think about it, like my family is in the stands. My family wants me to win, but my son mm-hmm. and my nephews are on the other team. The so other it's team, like. Right. It's like, oh, what's going on, you know? But it, 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 it's good love, and it, it, it brings our community together. And, again, I cannot um, say enough for Rashad, man. Rashad does also, he does something for Christmas, and sometimes yeah. he can't get back, man. One time he asked me, and, and at the time, Kamal wasn't the mayor, he asked us to play Santa Claus for him a couple times. And okay. we, we deliver gifts. I mean, Rashad is really a good guy, man. He does a lot for our city. Um, he's relevant. Um, and, and I got a lot of respect for him, man. And if he need me to do something, I'm there. I'm on point. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's big, man. That's big because we all know a lot of folks make it and get out the get out the hood, get out the community, and never come back. And when they do, we talking about like maybe once a year to really ever do anything significant, just to come out, get some hugs from the folks, and then just leave again. So, um, from everybody I've met through a shot, man, you guys definitely uh, uh consistently talk about how good it is and what it does for the community and what it means to that community. So, uh, big ups for him. Shout out to you out there, partner. Get back on the show, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but you do have a radio show out there in Hudson. How yeah. you doing the radio show? All right, so um, I've been a DJ for a while, man. When I was in Pittsburgh, I was a DJ. I, w- I was a big time DJ out there. So I always mm-hmm. loved music. Um, then when I actually came back, remember I tell you, my daughter, she had had right. a baby. So I came back. Um, we started this organization called SBK, and SBK was an organization. It was nonprofit to help young black mans and teach them how to be leaders. And, okay. and the radio station came to our, we used to have these meeting in the barbershop. Like, I'm not lying, bro. Like, like old 50, 60 type of, it's like we had meetings in the barbershop once a week. So the radio mm. station came to the barbershop and was like, we want to give you a radio show. Me being oh. a DJ, like, I'm like, I want that. I, I, I want that because I was thinking right. like, I could play my music, my blends, my ideas. and. Right. The, um, so we took the radio show. We was on once a month, once a month for an hour. And at first it was crazy because we didn't know what we could say or couldn't say for FCC. So we would do the radio show in my living room. And then I would go to the studio, chop it up and then play it. Okay. At the time when I was coming back, when my daughter was about to have the baby, my nephew was telling me about this kid named KK. That's the mayor. Okay. Yeah, he's mm. like, yo, KK funny, he this or that. So I finally got to meet Slay. And um, I was just very intrigued by him. Stand-up guy, you know, um, very smart, intelligent, um, funny. So I needed people to interview. So right. I told you we do the show once a month. So every month right. I was interviewing him. But here, here's the thing. We do community radio, so we don't get paid for it. You know what mm. I'm saying? So I wanted him to understand, like, yo, bro, I want you to do this. I want you to give it 300%, but we ain't going to get no money for it. And I right. just didn't know how to say that. So I just continued to just say, can I interview you? Can I interview you? And then finally he was like, yo, I don't want to be interviewed no more. I want to be a part of the show. And then nice. we just went to another level. You know, they offered us a different slot, which we would be on once a week um, um, for two hours. And they gave us um, outstanding creativity. I could do anything I want, say anything I want, okay. um, play any music I want, and um, we just took it from there. And um, we just we just went like right now we're on we're on another level right now. Truthfully, another we're, level, we're on another level right now. Drive Time um, Radio Show is big right now. Drive Town. Yo, what up, bro? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what up, Rosie? <laughs> you got you got you got to drop that Quicken Mobile you're using, bro, or whatever it was, man. on me i'm out here getting it done it's that connection it's that connection man look i'm gonna send you a whole package man (laughs) mistakes happen happen. thank you see mistakes happen man take it from big Vern. mistakes happen don't blame me for that what's y'all on some gs yo johnny handling his business right now yo i i'm rocking with him you my guy but he he handling his business hey (laughs) <laughs> listen man that had me on another level man i'm telling you i was like yo 
that that was not that was no joke, man. I I did way too much for that. So, uh, but yeah, I know you said, man, Big Burn gonna make fun of you for. I'm like, man, I deserve that. Ah, nah, nah. I mean, like, yo, yo, Jenny, like I said, yo, um, Rashad, my guy, man. So if you link to him, you link to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you 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 feel how I feel. You know what it is. But we're gonna yeah. do this interview, and then we're gonna get it done. That's that's yes, what sir. it is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yeah, so last conversation you mentioned, uh, you know, you and KK Slade, the man's got so many names. Yeah, uh, you got start doing the show, <laughs> animal. Um, so when he tell you he was running for me, what'd you think? Um, it goes back further than that. Once we started okay. doing the radio, um, we really started to realize, like, I, I said to him, I said, "Yo, I want this to be a platform for people to be heard." So okay. when people have problems, they want to discuss. We are the media. I want them to be able to come on here and just air it out. So our first really big show like that really changed everything because in the black community, when you start something, it could be a chicken spot. It could be anything. They doubt you. Oh, mm. man. You know, so yeah. I, I think they doubted us. But our first really big show was this girl named Denisha Roberts. And um, okay. she had alopecia. And um. One day she just woke up and just said, I'm not going to be silenced with this alopecia. And she went on Facebook and um, she took a picture of just her head, you know, mm. and, and everybody was like, no, you got to get in touch with Vernon KK. You got to be on the show. So I remember it was a big snowstorm and um, we did the show and um, it was crazy. Like we had people crying. The whole city was tuned in. People was calling in. And it was our first show where people realized, like, yeah, this is a platform. And because of the work that we were doing, we were able to get Denisha to be able to be like a youth advocate to talk to other girls that had and boys that might have alopecia and give them confidence. So our show started to take a dynamic where it was like, yeah, we really about the city. That's what we do. That we 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 hug city for life. So yeah. Yeah, love it, love it. I definitely be part of that. Be part of that city for life. I think I took a shot. I'm a, I'm adapting that. Uh, adapting Hudson to my second home. So, <laughs> what you mean? I'm good for it, man. I'm good money. Like Vern said, I'm good money. Yeah, but I'm listen, man. Stop telling folks where I leave, man. <laughs> stop telling these folks where I leave. I might have protesters outside my house soon. Nah, nah, you good. Um, you know. Yeah, down there, Troy. Yeah, they, I thought that was tomorrow. No, they got something going on down there, today, man. Some yeah. folks got, yeah, yeah, gathering down there. Yeah, just, you know, just doing a little support to the people. I was in my car, though, so, you know. Nah, you Actually, know. I, was, I, was, I was picking up some products, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, Johnny, right. your question was about um Slave saying running for mayor. Right. So what happened, like, we were, we were, me, Slay, we were always involved in anything that was going on in Hudson. Like, even when the kids was having basketball games, we were showing up. But what was happening was whenever we tried to do something powerful, they always would tell us, well, you're not in the room. You're not in the room. So we sat down, the four of us. It was myself, Slay, Claire Cousins, and Rainier Blue. We sat down at the Wonder Bar. And we decided that no longer do we want to have meetings or anything like that. We are about to take control, put the plan together, and, and go forward. So we created this thing called AHOD. 
and it basically means all hands on deck. And um, all hands on deck. Yep. And it was just like this is something that we're gonna do, and we're gonna take it to the next level. And our first mission was for Slay to run for first ward alderman and um, okay. complete that. And um, he did, and he did. And and if you know anything about politics, and when you have your politicians on, politicians just know numbers. But the thing about right. it was the systematic that the system that we use was you know numbers because those are the people that's registered. But I know right. about a five, maybe 10, 30 people that don't trust the government and they've never right. registered. Right. In order to be on the ballot, you have to have a certain amount of petitions. You have to right. have a certain signature on a petition. So right. it, people never even thought we would make the petition. And, and 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 the bad part about it, when Slay ran for first ward alderman, they didn't think that he beat an incumbent. And when he ran for mayor, they didn't think that. Like they, right. the city of Hudson, Columbia County, nobody respected Slay as a person of of intelligence, of 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 just a great man and a great leader. And we we've been continuing to prove ourselves. Like yo, AHOD is for real. Um, Slay mm-hmm. is for real. He is definitely a leader. And as you see, we're in the middle of a pandemic and, right. he, and, and and he is running our city the best way possible. I don't I can't think of another mayor that wouldn't have crumbled, you know, with this happening right here with all this. Right. So, that's, yeah, that's love. It's a tough time right now, man. Go ahead, Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. George Floyd. Yeah. Lord, yeah. Oh, yeah, everything. Yeah, graduation, yeah. Graduation, yeah. Yeah, black bears, yeah. You got what? You got what? You got bears. You got a bear running down the street? Like two or three of them. You got a couple of them. Yeah, yeah I'm going to tell you, man. I, I'm going to share, share a gym with y'all, right? So I'm the realest. Okay. I'm the realest of the family. I'm the OG. You know, I say some things that they don't like to hear, but I, I'm, I'm real about it. So Slay is running for mayor and we're trying to get the incumbent to debate us. And I'm mm. telling Slay, I'm like, yo, if he debates you, he's out of his mind. There's no way he's going to do it. Like, don't right. like I'm saying if I'm in his corner, I would tell him, no, I'm no. not doing it. He, right. he, literally he has it. nothing to gain from that, right? No, he has so much to lose. And the reason Absolutely. why he has so much to lose is because now when you're in a debate, you bring your followers or your people in the same room that would never right. be in that room with him unless you were there. And it shows just a blatant disrespect to Slay to think that he would not be able to handle himself at a podium. When I met Slay, really, I used to always call him the Jay-Z of speeches because when he does a speech, like he really hits hard. Like that that mm. is his like that's his gift. One of his many gifts, but he can speak. Now listen to this. So we have the radio show and we're doing the radio show. Rashad, you remember the old radio station we had, right? No, where we used to be at. The old station. Remember that? Yep. Up in the um on Yep, by Columbus Street. And remember when you go upstairs and then we had that um plexiglass window and there was a room outside there? So what happened was when we first started getting hot, so what happened was people would come to watch us do radio. Now, 
I'm going to say it again just so you understand what I'm telling you. They would come to watch us do radio. They would stand behind that plexiglass to watch us do radio. What I would what I would notice, the more people that was there, the better Slate was. Like Slate hmm. was always good, but he was just that guy that fit off that energy. He was energy funny. People. He was articulate. Right. So I right. just started saying, like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. Like, Johnny, you know how Rashad wasn't on here in the beginning? Mm-hmm. What I would have did, I would have been talking bad about Rashad. I would have been mm. saying stuff about Rashad. No, why? Because if he would have heard it, when he got on, he would have been worked up. And the energy mm. would have been there. Right. Well, that's I couldn't because you, you wouldn't tell me no. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's family, Johnny. You can't talk about Rashad. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah. Yeah, I. <laughs> but know what I would do with Rashad? I'd be like, all right, so Rashad coming on the show, your slay. Not today, bro. Do not go out Rashad <laughs> today. Like, yo, let him live. Like, worked out. Right. But but that's that's great radio. That's great right, radio. Right. And it's pure. But I mean, that's how I knew this guy. And and then for this mayor to let him come and debate him, like when when Slay beat him in the debate, he beat him in the debate so bad we knew it was over. Nobody mm. else knew it, but we knew it. We have pictures where you can go back and see that we say, yo, this is the next mayor of Hudson. Mm. Like, we knew it. But after oh. all, out of all, I'm sorry, let me just finish this one thought. Out of all the stuff that I thought and knew, Slay still had to work. He still had to be a people's person. He still had to go over and jump hurdles. And I'm, I'm just so proud of him, man. And another thing that we as black men don't do it's like we don't we don't really as much say like yo I'm proud of you bro, and I'm yeah, proud of him yeah. man. I'm really yeah. proud of him. You know I am. I, I'm, yeah. I'm really proud De- of him. Definitely a man thing. It's a man thing. You know I I think the word proud just sound a little feminine or whatever the case is. So uh, you know we might be like yeah that's what's up like good job bro like you know, but we don't really express exactly what somebody needs to hear, which is like you said I'm proud of you. Like, yeah, you did good, but. I mean, so I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, if I'm the incumbent, there's no reason for me to be debating somebody that wants to beat me. So, like, what the hell made them say, you know what, go ahead and go debate this dude? You no think they just, they just feel like... Uh, I'll tell you, Johnny, because they thought he was a radio guy. They thought he was so a radio guy. The, the thing about it is, like, I just told you that before even he ran for mayor, the plan was already set. We had already started building. Like we had showed up at Rashad's tournament with A H O D on our shirts. Right. People just didn't pay attention. Like we right. we already had stuff in movement, and I mm. think that now it's hitting them like wow. But the thing that's the greatest thing is that the fact that we have our first black mayor, and our kids can look out white, black, Spanish. Um, Asian can look out and say, yes, you can do it too. Like, you can do it. If you set forth a plan, you could do it. And he's an action mayor. He He's not the kind of mayor that's just going to be sitting back. He's everywhere. Actually, we was just talking about it. He was the one filming the bear in the tree. So, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's an action mayor. <laughs> yeah. And spe- I mean, speaking of the kids and having uh, a goal and seeing somebody that look like them doing something big and special. Uh, so we got all this craziness going on right now with the protests across the country. You guys have anything going on out there in Hudson? Um, that, That's funny that you would mention that. Uh, last week, uh, Albany had some problems. And um, Albany had some rioting. 
they did a peaceful mm-hmm. protest and then they had some rioting. And um, you know, we talked to the mayor, the mayor talked to us, and um the mayor got in front of it. And the mayor okay. organized a rally of his own last Sunday. Three hundred people okay. was there or more. Um it nice. was it was very peaceful. But I will tell you this, um three white guys showed up with backpacks on and were saying F the police. Um mm. One thing about the, the the family that I'm in is that we think of everything possible that could happen. So right, right. The, the big reason for me to be there, and I said this to the police commissioner, I'm here because I know Hudson. And if I mm. see somebody that I don't think is from Hudson, I'm going to approach them. So what right. happened was they, they ended up getting these three guys out. They told the police they're not with us. They're just here. And, and and not only that, our mayor asked our city, listen, after the protest, I want to have a quiet night. It's not a curfew. I want everybody to go in at 830. So okay. he calls me at 850. He's like, yo, you home? I said, yeah. He said, I'm going to swing by. Now, I live a little bit further uptown. So that told me he was going to swing the block to make sure he gets to my house. I was like, yo, what it look like? He's like, yo, it's quiet out there. Okay. So. So uh, we did have a, um, a, a rally. We didn't have a protest. We had a rally. Because rally. at this rally, and I call it a rally because of this. A lot of times we hear about that blue, the blue line and, and mm-hmm. the cops being the biggest game and no one will cross that blue line. Our police chief stood in front of 300 plus people and said, that guy was not an officer. He's just a man in a uniform. What he mm. did was wrong, and we don't condone that. Absolutely. Bro, you don't hear stuff like that from that. They don't do that. They don't. They don't. And and for me, that's the biggest – well, it's not the biggest, but one of the biggest problems we have is the fact that when the police do something wrong, the other ones don't step up and cut them out. Yeah. So, you, right, so you're making it seem like blue life matters above all other life. So whatever the police do, it's okay. We're not going to talk about it. But if you actually come out and start saying, look – we don't do that here. We don't police like that. I feel like society would be a lot more better in dealing with this old uh, police brutality that we have. No, no doubt. And I and, and our chief said that. Then our commissioner, our commissioner came behind him and said, listen, there's two things that we as Americans have a hard time to say. One, I'm scared. And mm. he said, I'm scared. And two, I need help. He mm-hmm. said, we need help. We want to have right. community um, conversation so we know how you guys feel. We know what can be fixed. When you have something like that, there's nothing to riot about. Our, our, the commissioner, the commissioner, Volkman. Police, police commissioner. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, from, he's from Chatham, man. A great guy. Um, He's really big in the opioids. Like I've I've known this guy. He ran for sheriff. He didn't win, but um he ran for sheriff. I've talked to people that told me when they were hooked on opioids, he gave them their his phone number and they could call them. And then if they needed a bed, because one of the problems with opioids is finding a place to put these guys when they want to have rehab. He right. literally would find a place for them and, and drive them to where they had to go. The oh, our, wow. our commissioner is outstanding. Um, good dude. Kudos to the mayor for picking them, and um, yeah. I, and when I when I came down there, he said to me, "You know, I'm gonna need your help." I said, "Don't worry about it, man. That's why I'm here. I'm I'm here right. for that." 
Right, right. Yeah, shout out to the commissioner out there, man. Yeah, so you mentioned, you know, the commissioner want to sit down and, you know, find out exactly how can we help. So when I look around the country right now, we got all the rallies and protests going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, to what end, right? Like, when does it end and what do we need for that to end? Um, obviously, I think on the national level, they have to step in. But I'm just going to ask you, though, what needs to happen now? Like, like we're crying right now. Everybody's out there and they're crying and say, look, this ain't right. Black Lives Matter. Police mm-hmm. brutality has to stop. So what's next? What happened? What do you think needs to happen next for this to actually be something uh, that we can say, okay, this led to such and such? Well, the biggest thing is that uh, legislation. That's the only thing that's going to change anything, is legislation. Um, we we could say Black Lives Matter all we want. We can protest all we want, but, all mm-hmm. we want, but it has to be legislation has got to change. One thing right. that New York is doing um, uh, and, and some other states are, are banning the chokehold for police. They can't use that right. chokehold if you use that. Right. Um, and I'm going to paraphrase this because I, I read it briefly, but I know our mayor and his team has come up with legislation to say that the pension of the cops will be affected um, if they are accused or convicted of unuseful force or over overly a, a use of, of force on an individual. So basically now you got to police each other. Like if you're a bad cop, you ain't going to get the same pension that you would get if you were a good cop, you know? So, and like I said, I'm paraphrasing that you, you should probably reach out to the mayor um, to get it. But uh, I, I thought it was a good idea because we all know that when you want to hurt somebody, you got to hurt them where it hurts. And that's the yep. pocket. That's Absolutely. The pocket. Get them in the pockets, get them in their pockets, man. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I've, I've been watching, you know, all over the country, you know, the, the craziness going on and mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matter protests. And the crazy thing that happened last week, and I know Rashad can speak more on this as well, was the Drew, Drew Brees situation where he come out and said, you know, if you kneel for the flag, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, you were just, you know, you're a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear that, what did you think? Um, it's Drew Brees, you know what I'm saying? And I think that what I what I what I thought immediately was I'm going to sit back and wait for the apology tour. Drew Brees mm. is a quarterback in in Louisiana. Like, bro, they ain't flying for that. Like, the best thing for Drew Brees to do is just not talk. I understand what he was saying, but he didn't get the point. His apology was even greater. But I, I do want to say this, Johnny. I don't agree with the rioting, but I understand the rioting in Minnesota. If they right. didn't riot in Minnesota, those four cops would not be charged right now. I they agree. wouldn't. And that's just my opinion. But anywhere else, I don't agree with it. But I cannot tell you how to react on something that's happening to you. You understand what I'm saying? So mm. as far as Drew Brees, Drew Brees is a quarterback. That's what he is. And I look at Drew Brees. I don't look to him for political advice. I don't look right. to him for any leadership. But I know that in the NFL, it's predominantly black. So right. Drew Brees, I knew he was going to apologize because right. he, because when he said it, what he said is that he thinks about his grandfathers fighting in a civil war. Well, you think there was no black people fighting in the civil war? What are you right. talking about? Like that just lets you know that he wasn't thinking at a level of open mind. So I don't think Drew Brees is an enemy. I don't. But I think right now what Drew Brees needs to do for me, if I could say. He needs to fight for Colin Kaepernick. He needs to fight for Colin Kaepernick to make the league apologize to Colin Kaepernick 
for blackballing him and apologize for him for saying that the other players couldn't protest what we just witnessed a, 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 a modern day lynching live right. on TV. Right. Right. That's it. That's why he was kneeling. Exactly. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, th- I think that Drew Brees is going to be okay. He's going to get some lumps, but he's going to be okay because no one could consider him an enemy. You know what I'm right. saying? I don't, I, right. I think Drew Brees just wasn't open, but in, in, in all fairness, you cannot be the quarterback of a predominantly black team for that long and not pay attention. <laughs> like, right. You, right, like what were you doing? So he, he gonna have to get touched up a little bit. But the best thing, yeah. the best thing for most of these athletes to do, especially the white ones, I'm sorry, is just be quiet. Don't say right. nothing. But right. the hard part about it is, and this is the tricky part, the silence is bad because bro, me and you could disagree about Trump, but we can't disagree about racism. Racism right. is bad across the board. And if you can't right. see racism, then me and you can't be cool. That's right. 100%. That's what I don't understand about this whole thing, right? <laughs> like, the man is kneeling just to point out racism. And y'all mad about kneeling for the flag? Like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get how the flag triumphs over black lives. That's it. Like, and, everybody's and- so mad about what it's doing. They forgot why he's doing it. Just too focused on, oh, what is he doing? Hell, what about why he's doing it? He's doing it because black folks are getting killed for no goddamn reasons. So and, let's talk about that, and then we're going to talk about why he's kneeling but what he's doing. But here's the thing, too, Johnny, is that not only is he kneeling, but he was sitting at first. He actually yeah. talked to a veteran, and the veteran told him, yo, bro, that's disrespectful. Kneel. If you want to do something, kneel. This came from a veteran. So that, that's what I'm, I mean, and, and, and the veteran stood up and said, yes, I told him that. They know that it's not about the flag. But the problem yeah. is that we go back to yeah. white white privilege. And a lot of mm. people don't think it exists, but it does. And, Absolutely. And, and what happens is that until you have to sit as a parent and fear for your kid to just come home, because he bought some Skittles, you won't understand it. And unless you allow mm. yourself to open your mind and to see the pain that black and, and, and people of color are going through, you won't. Mm. Rashad, your father is a cop. He's a cop and been a cop for a long time. But you take him out of that uniform and you place him in a city that we don't know him and he's just a black man. And that has mm. to stop. That has to stop. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think a lot of white folks look at it as, look, there are black folks in Harvard. There's black folks in Washington. Obama was the president. There are black athletes that are multimillionaires. Where is the racism? I think that's the way they look at it. They don't look at the whole picture, right? They're looking at the, the small little guys that are actually doing well and forget that so many millions of us out there being kept down by a systematic racism where uh, we can get everything. You know, I was reading an article the other day. I think it was... Uh, I got it from when uh, Bunk, my Bunk from the Wire, when he had responded mm-hmm. to Drew Brees. Yeah, he responded to Drew Brees about the whole, you know, don't kneel type of thing. And there was an article that was linked in that, in that speech uh, about all the black, uh, the black guys that fought in World War II. So when they came back, there's a GI Bill that you get that allows you to get a house and all these things on 
credit because you're from a military personnel. Yeah. But every black man that came back from the war that got this GI Bill and took it to the bank got denied. They couldn't get a house. But every single white guy that went in there got a house. So what happens? The white guy get a house and he leaves that rich richness and space and land and all of that for his kids who lives it for his kids and it trickle down, right? But the oh, black yeah. guy can't get a house. So no wealth, no property. His kids come, no wealth, no property, and it just trickle down. So but white folks don't look at that. They're like, well, if 2020, those black guys can go get a job and do something for them. No, it doesn't work like that because what you did to our forefathers is why we still where we are today. I, I just think you know? I think our government is just needs to be destroyed and rebuilt. <laughs> and the reason why I say that in our constitution, the black man is still only one third. It's still in the right. constitution. Like they this 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 and Rashad, you know, I'm not a militant. I have two kids that are biracial. Like I right. you understand, know but but it's the reality of it. And you know what? It's the hardest part talking to them because they understand it. Because even though that you're light, those cops, they see that you're mixed. They know. Mm. They know it. You are because they try to say whatever your father is, that's what you are. So mm. it, it, it's really sad. I think the bigger thing is that in order for our, our country to survive is that people have to wake up and understand some people just won't get it. But those that yeah. do, we have to change the legislation. Legislation mm. has to change. Legislation has to change. And and, and, and I, I'm going to throw this out here just because I'm a radio guy. But let's think about it. We talk about racism. But what about sexism? Think about the black yeah. woman. Think about the white. Right. Think about a white woman that is okay of having the same qualification as a white man, but getting paid less only because she's getting paid more than a black man or a black woman or a Hispanic man or a Hispanic woman. Like right. this country, I love it, but there's so much wrong with it, and we have You're to. Far behind. We got to dismantle. We got to get legislation, and the way we do that is that we have to vote. And we have to vote. And the bigger thing for me, and I'll say this until I, I die, is that we have to understand that once these people are brought up on charges, they're going to go to court. And when they mm. go to court, that jury duty um, letter that you get and you throw out, you have to fill it out. You have to be a part of that pool, because if not, it's just going to be people that look like them. When you right. grow up, white people, when they grow up, they teach you certain things. They teach them about jury duty. They teach them about not committing felonies so they can get a gun license. They teach them mm -hmm. these little things that black people don't know about. Like, yo, bro, right. it ain't worth stealing that bike because you could get a felony and you won't be able to do this or that. That. They, right. don't, teach You're done. That. they don't teach us that. Like, yo, right. I, need, I needed that bike because I was trying to get home. I didn't right. know it was a $1,500 bike. And the $1,500 bike is over $1,000, so now it's a felony. And now right. I'm in trouble. Yeah, we gotta start educating our people. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. All right, so we're gonna. Yeah, Ty, Ty Allen. Yeah, Ty Allen Jackson. With him, man. I think you and him will do right. good work together. Yeah, let me get a hoodie too, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I ain't buying them for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but, Put it on the tab. No, the tab. no, but but um, real talk. Like reader else is um Ty Allen Jackson and my man Eddie Taylor. Um, what they do is. Um, literacy is very important because if a kid can't read, he's destined for a prison. So what they yeah. do is that all the sweatshirts and stuff like that, it goes towards books that they give to kids 
and make sure it, it's great, man. Ty, Ty and Eddie are both phenomenal black leaders, and um, I, I just love being a part of a part of their circle because they're doing great things. And Ty, Ty, oh, Ty's part of Disney and stuff like that. He, he he's chopping his way up there, and Eddie is part of the Drive Time Radio Show now. So everything is good money, man. Oh, that's great, man. We got to get a money show, man. Sounds like sounds like a good conversation there as well. Um, okay, so Big Fern, we're gonna pivot a little bit to something a little more fun, like just. Oh. You know, since we we both can't solve racism today together, even though you know we would like to. Uh, so I'm gonna ask you right now. So the NBA is coming back, right? Yeah, NBA. And Rashad well, knows this. I'm a I'm a New York fan, I'm a Nets fan, a Knicks fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do love the NBA, bro. I do. I really do. But I'm just saying, I'm a Knicks fan, Nets fan, and Gianni is my guy. Katie is my guy. But anyway, so I'm gonna ask you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, who do you have in the final four in the NBA and who wins the championship? Um, it's, it's really hard. I want to see these first eight games. Um, really? See, uh, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. I mean, they've been off for three, four months. We don't know. Injuries could play a part. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a LeBron fan. I think that this is his time. I don't think right now anybody can beat them just with him and Anthony Davis. Um, so I, I do have L.A. winning um, the championship. As far as final four, I don't really think it matters. I'm more of a chip or bust type of person. So if you don't mm. win it all, uh, showing up to the dance, it's not like they're going to get extra money in their paycheck. And even if they do, um, I, I'm more of a chip or bust. And I see L.A. winning it. Oh, wow. Mm. Over the Clippers. Oh. Yeah. Lakers I, over the Clippers. Even the Bucks can get it. You know why? Because um, as a basketball player, I always think about when it all comes down to it, you put your best player against their best player. And LeBron is just phenomenal. And the thing about LeBron is that we all have to remember is LeBron was playing consistent games and consistent seasons without rest. Mm. We can only imagine what this rest can do for his body. We know that he invests in his body a lot, like Rashad. You know, so um, I I just think, like, LeBron is on another level. He's destined with the death of Kobe um, to bring that Laker – Laker, you know, crown back. I, I just think like nothing's gonna stop them from winning. This is a man that went down three one and brought his team back against the best team as far as record in the NBA ever. I just I, I don't think he's gonna lose you. See, when whenever you bring that up about that three one, I always say, Well, he didn't want to take the last shot and Kyrie had to bring it up. So But you that's got my counter. But here, here's your counter. Like, you know what? If you don't get to the last shot, it don't matter about the last shot. And, yeah, and I want to get to the last shot. Wait, wait, wait. No, every team doesn't get to the last shot where it matters. Here's a here's something that I want <laughs> you to understand. Here's something that I want you to And I'm a Jordan fan, but this is something that I need you to understand, Johnny. And this has never happened before. There has never been a man in, in his ever to lead in every statistical category in the finals. In that finals, he led in shots, blocks, rebounds, steals, and assists. That means he was not just for his team, for both teams. That means he was the best person on that floor at every job title. Yo, bro, Kyrie made the shot, and guess what? Not only did he not want to take the shot, when he was in the huddle, he said, give it to Kyrie. Know why? Because he understood the mismatch. If LeBron would have got that ball, I think you might have jumped out there and tried to triple-team him, Johnny. Everybody knew no, that. No, Everybody knew no. that. 
But no, nah, bro, don't get no double, triple team. He didn't want the ball. What do you mean? Jordan never give the ball up. Doesn't yeah, matter. Listen, Jordan never give the ball up, and Jordan was a piece of s. I, and I'm gonna say it. Like you know what? No, but 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 he never gave it up in the game seven. Not in game seven because they never won game seven. He gave it now. Now, now without a triple double team no. coming, he's not passing it. No, but but does that make you a better basketball player? No. Yeah. You know why? Because you know why? As a basketball player, and Rashad, you know this. It's not about me. It's about we. The LeBron Rashad's not a basketball player though. No, but I, I but Rashad, don't worry, I got your back. I I, 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 I gotta disagree with you on that. I gotta disagree with you on that. Rashad on my team, Rashad on my team, he get buckets, yo. How? How? Because he, he's smart. He gets buckets. And and, right. and you know what else? Why he playing his role, everybody on the court yeah. trusting in him to play his role. And that's what LeBron does. Jordan, all right, he's very selfish, but bro, Kyrie took that shot. But I want I, I want to ask you a question, which was good. You mentioned Kyrie took that shot. After that shot, where's Kyrie compared to LeBron right now? Oh. I mean injuries, injury bug. Wait, wait, he had injury, you know. he had injury before the shot. So not injuries. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I mean I would I would never say Kyrie's better than LeBron. I don't think Kyrie is on LeBron's level. But sure. my, my and, and you kinda answer my points in there. Why is it giving the ball up to somebody that's not even close to his level? No, why no why? Because you looking at it from an offensive uh, of look. Let's look at it from a defensive look. Who was guarding with the switch? Who was guarding Kyrie when he took that shot? Steph. Bang. That's why. Yeah, but but if I'm the best player, I don't care who's no, who else nah. is guarding who. I don't want to be on your. Nah. I don't want to be on your team. <laughs> I don't want to be on your team. <laughs> I'm they, just saying, if I'm the best player, but, I'm not. I don't care who's guarding who else. Bro, they all, guarding me is got a mismatch. Bro, that's all I know. No, that's not true. They all professionals, bro. They all professionals. Kyrie had right. the Kyrie had the best mismatch. Why not trust him? But we ain't gonna even talk about the block that LeBron had, or none of that is valid. Like that's what I'm saying. That's an Andre Iguodala. He should have went up stronger than that. Wait, I mean, wait, what are you doing? You just automatically switched it over to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, look, I respect LeBron's game, and I say I'm not a LeBron fan, but I respect his greatness. All I'm saying is, I don't like somebody else not doing what they're supposed to do. Andre should have went up, hit that thing, slamming down, game over. No, Andre. Andre did everything he could. Andre did an interview with the Breakfast Club, and Andre said, "When I put that ball up, I just saw this black shadow." LeBron is different. He was the only one that could do that. Did you see the timing, bro? I see. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. You? Nah, bro. It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I blame. I blame Andre. Nah, I, you you don't want to get Iguodala. They gave Iguodala the MVP because he held LeBron to 35, 10, and 12. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stop it, man. Get that man his props, man. Give it to him. I know you, Jordan, don't want him to have it, but LeBron is different. And then the thing about it is if you really want to talk about something, I just read, and I haven't confirmed it, but I read that Michael Jordan made a donation to um, Black Lives Matter over like I think it was a million dollars or maybe a hundred thousand. It was a lot, yeah, right? It was a lot of money. I think it was like ten mil every year or something. Is what he broke it down to, something like that. But 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 isn't that kind of ironic? Here's a guy that sat in a room and says Republican buy sneakers too. But now since you see what LeBron is doing that he always done, 
Now you giving out money? They'll take the money, but I'm telling you, a goat is a leader, not a follower. And look whoa, like it look like whoa, look like whoa. Mike is following. Whoa, fighting words. Whoa. No, no, negative. No. See, you guys, you guys have seen, look it up. My Michael Jordan has about probably 20 or 30 different charity that he gives money to every single year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't he doesn't talk about it. No, wait, wait, okay? wait. That's the thing. Johnny. He don't talk about it. Johnny, yeah. Johnny, this is not 1988. He don't have to talk about it. Everything pluck a record. Nobody talks about it. So it's not happening, right. bro. No, it is happening, though. It's on record. <laughs> it, it is happening. Right? What I mean, what did LeBron have? The the high primary school that he only put a million dollars into? That ain't nothing. What? The city's paying for that. The city's wait, wait, paying wait, for wait. the school. Wait, 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 Yo, yo, Johnny, I just, I just want to say this. When I was younger, they always told me it's not what you know, it's who you know. The city right. wouldn't pay for it if it wasn't LeBron James. And you said only a million? Yo, Johnny, can I hold a million? Matter of fact, let's fact. let me get a half. If it's only no a million. No problem. After and, the show, we can do that. No, you know we ain't. Because now, right cash, now. Cash app. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but the point is, I don't want to compare Michael and um LeBron or Kobe or anybody like that. They all have their place in our history. But I'm just saying, in my opinion, when you come to overall talent and what he does on the court and off the court, because he learned from those who came before him, LeBron mm-hmm. James is a GOAT. No, no. I'm, I'm, How? How? You can't tell me my opinion, Johnny. I'm sorry. You might be able to do that to other people, but my opinion is that he's the GOAT. Now, you don't have to agree. But- yeah, I disagree. I, I disagree. He's, that, he's not a GOAT. Like I said, to me, all right. right now, is in my top 10. Top six, maybe. Listen, but so we'll do this really quick, Rashad. Okay. So give me GOAT. How do you measure a GOAT? And, and Johnny, I'm going to be fair with you. I normally don't do this, but this is a right. setup question. I already know all the answers. So how do you measure a GOAT? Uh, let, me, let, me, let me break it down for you. Is it by most points? Well, that ain't Michael. Is it by most rebounds? Nah, that ain't Michael. Isn't by most championships? Nope, that ain't Michael either. How do you measure a goal? Well, for me, it's the impact, right? I've never gone. I've never gone to a basketball game and anybody just do anything and say, "Oh, I'm gonna do it like LeBron," or "I'm gonna take this jumper like LeBron." Nothing. You get Kobe. You even give. You get what's that dude's name? Jeremy Lin. You get Allen Iverson. You get T Mac. You get you say Jeremy Lin. Yes, I said. <laughs> yo, yo, Rashad, Rashad, yo, yo, Rashad, he said, yo, Rashad, he said, what's his name? Jeremy Lin. Stop it. Listen, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. Here we go. Here we go, Jeremy. Here, here, we, here we go. Johnny, Johnny, here we go. Think about this. Yeah. Think about this. LeBron, okay. LeBron James came out of high school right. and went straight to the NBA. Right. We always talk about the story how Jordan didn't make JV. Blah, 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 blah. Went to North Carolina, bam. LeBron James came out of high school and went to the NBA. And mm-hmm. no one in their right basketball mind is not going to say he did not exceed the hype. Michael Jordan did not have this hype on him. He didn't. Michael Jordan didn't. Right. He didn't. Not to Carolina, right. No, Kobe didn't either. Kobe came out of high school and Kobe was, you know, Kobe, if you remember, Kobe even said it himself. I'm the guy that shot air balls. 
Kobe took a shot, took four shots in a row. It was airballs. Right. LeBron James lived up to all the hype. So when you're talking about impact of a game, you talk about LeBron. Now, Jordan, oh, man, he was amazing. And he was phenomenal. But when you learn about the stuff that went on off the court, it just takes me down four or five notches. Uh, now I get it. You judging Michael based on what he did off the court. I'm not judging him at all. Right. I'm Michael got a Michael got bigger impact on the culture though. The Jordan is their shoes still got more impact on the culture than LeBron's shoe does. No, so I don't think so. I think that oh, absolutely. Listen, I think that Jordans have an impact on the culture only because of the simple fact it's repeated. But if you think about LeBron and what he's doing, bro, LeBron got a lifetime lifetime contract. Jordan didn't get that out the gate. Right, Jordan paved the way for that. So oh, yeah. now, no doubt, companies are investing in the athletes a lot longer than they used to. Right? Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is, I've never been to a basketball game and see anybody take a jump shot or anything and say, "Oh, I'm, a, I'm LeBron." Like we got Steph Curry, we got Clay, James Harden, Russ. No one ever said LeBron. To me, you can't be the goat if no one wants to play just like you. No, you just can't. No, no, why? Because the thing about it is, they want to be like him. It's a difference. Play like him. LeBron is bigger than basketball. That's what it oh is. He's bigger no than way. basketball. He is. Top six, in my opinion. He's top six. No, I, if, I, if, I if, if he wins two more rings, he'll be top two. But, In the process of winning two more rings, he's going to have the number one scoring record over Kareem. It's going to be nothing that you can say but um titles. And Jordan doesn't hold the most titles. So it doesn't make any sense. You just yeah, like Jordan. But LeBron, LeBron is three, what is it, three for nine, four for nine in NBA Finals? My GOAT can be four for nine. You're, I'm not four for nine in any Finals I've ever been in. Did you Have you been to one? Well, I mean, yeah, soccer championships. Yeah, of course. How many? I mean, how many? You, how many How many soccer championships you been to? Uh, every season indoors. I play indoors every every uh, every three months. We win, we win the league every year. So Yeah, well, I mean. I don't lose. I've never lost in the Finals. I went to... Uh, a men's um, soccer tournament two years in a row up in um Catskill. Oh man, you tell, tell my cat man, listen, you ain't you playing, man, you playing, <laughs> you, you playing, you playing semi semi hopper dudes, man. Get out of here. You no ain't. man, listen, there were teams from the city. There were there were teams from Philly, Jersey. Was it like a team Queens. from Mexico? Or was it a team from India? You ain't playing nobody, man. Nah, hey, man. Back in the day, <laughs> LeBron's my top six. I'll give you that. So, all right. I got, I got another. Uh, Rashad, what are you saying? I think it's the Clippers or the Bucks, And I think for me, third behind them is the Raptors. I, I don't think Lakers are winning it. Celtics, they're not going to get out the East. I respect it. I, I mean, I, you know, I think it's the Bucks in the East, and then the Raptors, and then I'll probably put uh, Celtics probably over there or the Pacers, one of them. None of them. None of them can beat the Lakers. Um, yeah, the, the Celtics definitely can. They they got everything they need to beat them. Everybody can. What? Hey, if if LeBron gets hurt, the Lakers are done. Yo, bro, okay. bro. If the sun don't come out, it's gonna be dark. Like I don't know what you're talking about, man. You're just trying to just gas to like, like you dragging it, bro. Listen, I, look, I don't hate LeBron. I say it all the time. All right, I, I gotta. 
A question: Top two teams in the um league right now, by record. Uh, I believe it's the Bucks and the Lakers. Oh, but the Celtics can beat. But the Celtics can be anybody, right? Come on, man. Yeah, I mean. I mean, but we know the record don't really mean you're the best team. You can just be having some hiccups in the row. So once no. you get it together, you're what? good. What are you talking about? Seeding is everything. Everybody used to say that LeBron was trying to get a perfect seed so he wouldn't have to meet the big teams into the into the finals. Seeding is everything. The Celtics are not built like that. First of all, the Celtics is going through a transition losing Kyrie. And as much as they want to complain about losing Kyrie, Kyrie is an individual that is very good. They're, they're, the Celtics aren't ready yet. We know that. Or, oh, wait. Why not? Uh, they don't have enough personnel. They got four guys that can drop 20 every single night. Why they, not? Was they dropping 20 against the Cleveland Cavaliers when LeBron was still on Cleveland? Yeah, oh, that yeah. was last year, though. It's a totally different team. I know. That's the bad part about it. It's, it's, a totally it's two, years, two years later. Yeah, two years later, they're better now. They were be- they're better now than they were with Kyrie. They are a lot better now. Listen, they can't be better without with Ky- without Kyrie. They can't be, bro. It's you can't be because, because no, they can't because now you have more talent that are able to express themselves rather than one guy being the main show and everybody else doesn't want to play with him. So why they pick Kyrie up in the first place? It just didn't work out. I mean, you know, same reason people get married, people get married and divorced. <laughs> no, no, people no, no, get married no, and no, get no, divorced. No. It just don't work out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> It just sometimes just don't work out, you know. Hey, you know, I see a nice girl, I want to talk to her. We start dating, and then boom, we we done. That's not how it work out. Yeah, he did say you had like mad teams out here. That's not how it worked, bro. It's loyalty. <laughs> you got you to settle down with somebody, man. That's what you win. You just <laughs> can't be die. jumping. You can't. You can't. Don't settle. <laughs> I'll rock it. I do. And you know what? Once KD come out and he's all healthy and carry, I'm gonna be at the next game courtside. Let's go. So, Big Vern, you want to go? I got you. Let's go. I already got. I already got links, man. I'm. I'm here, man. I'm good. Don't worry about it. Oh shoot! Then let me ride with you now. I said, Nah, my money. nah. You already. <laughs> I got links. Bro. I'm good money. I'm out there. Don't worry. Uh, let me ride with you because you know a shot ain't offer. I ride with you. All right. So I, I got another one for you though. Okay. Um, we're talking on Facebook, I think, and I said I don't believe in love at first sight. Mm-hmm. You were saying why not? Mm-hmm. Right. I so and and I repeat myself what I was saying online was I just don't think you can see somebody and just fall in love. To me, that's just like there's no way. That's not what you said, love. bro. No, that's what I meant. I'm not no. sure. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like you you like a net fan because you say other things than what you really mean. Like I what you said was you can't fall in love at first sight. That's what you You said. can't, right. That's what I meant. You can't. You cannot fall in love at first sight. And I say you don't so, have the opportunity to tell somebody else what they can and cannot do, bro. That's just well, no. See, my opinion is that it's not possible. So, did you do it? Sure. Well, you, to me, I don't believe it happened. You're just not. You're just not really paying attention nah. uh, to exactly what's going on with you. You can fall in lost. No, right? man. You can have, that. That's so. That's so. Uh, 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 like juvenile falling lust. Listen, do you believe in soulmates? No, you couldn't because there's no way you can believe in soulmates if you feel like you can't fall in love at first sight. Sometimes. But there's no such thing as soulmate. There's no such thing as soulmate. How do you get you to make that up? How do you get to decide? It's just my understanding. That's all. It's just the way I the way I see life. I, I just don't think it's possible. I think you know we we are just that's my soul. It's not just soulmate. It's just somebody that you love and care about. That's fine. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as soulmate. Okay. I I, I personally feel like. 
I give everybody the opportunity to live the life that they want to live. I've, I've known, I agree. I've, I've known many of people that said, when I saw her, I knew that was going to be my wife. I fell in love at sight. Now you have to build the love and stuff like that. But I mean, it, it maybe something clicked. It, something clicked that this said, this is the woman that I want to be with. So I, I'm not going to take that away from them. I'm, I, I, and I'm not. No, you did. Oh, I would. <laughs> if, if you didn't do it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have commented. Matter of fact, I read it four times to make sure that I totally understood. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's no such thing. Look, yes, you saw her. That's what you want to be with. That's fine. You love what she looks like. But if you've never spent enough time with someone, there's no way you can tell me besides the look. There's something else about them why you want to be with them, which tells me that's not love. That's lust. That's desire. That's attraction. And that's okay. But society would be misled to think you can fall in love at first sight. There's no such thing. So, and and I'm taking that forever. I'm going to keep saying that until everybody, you know, come Rashad, on board and accept. Rashad, what do you think, Rashad? Rashad, Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. See that? That's what I'm talking about, bro. Yeah. true yeah 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 but i guess my problem is just you know the, the words are being used which is fall in love at first sight i mean i i totally agree with everything you just said uh, and i think to some extent i agree with what big Vern is saying as well but i guess my disagreement is when i hear the word fall in love at first sight oh, to me that means i see you i fall in love and i don't think that can happen i don't think that's possible that's that's all i'm saying so 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 let's break no yeah yeah so no, let's let's break that's, down. Hey, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, so Johnny, let's break down what love is for you. What does love mean to you? Okay. What does love mean? Oh, we're gonna do this now. <laughs> but I'm I'm saying I think that's where that's where the misconception is coming in because you think that people are confusing love with lust. I mean, we all know there's a difference between love and lust. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't think that it's possible, which I respect, but what what does love mean to you? How do you know that you're in love with someone? I mean, what I think is two different. Well, okay, so that's great that you said that, right? Because you possibly can't be in love with a stranger, right? You can't be in love with a stranger. Can you? Right? And no, you can't. That's that's stalking, right? That's no. That's some, that's, some, <laughs> that's some nah. That's some crazy shit. If you're in love with a stranger that you've never talked to, don't know this girl or this dude, and you're in love with he or she, no, nah, that's a problem. And that's what I mean, though. 
So when they say fall in love at first sight, you fall in love with somebody that you don't know. So what is it about them that you fall in love with beside what they look like? Right? So that's my thing. But when we're talking about loving somebody, of course, you love the value they bring to you. You love how they make you feel. Mm-hmm. You love how they complete you. You love the partnership. You love the friendship. Uh, you know, you, you love everything that works with you and her or you and him, whatever it is that works for you. Right? So that's love. But to be in love is totally two, two, two different things. So, Johnny, I got a question. So when you see your wife and you just look at her, do you see love? No words. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So why can't it be anything else? Because I, if you have to know her to feel that love. If you don't know somebody, you can't possibly be in love and you can't possibly love them either because you don't know what this person is. I, I, I disagree. Um, okay. But I, I agree with you partly, but I disagree. I feel that people really feel like they can love somebody from sight and then that's on them. I think we are emotional beings and some people are willing to express their emotions a lot more than you are, Johnny, because I see that you aren't expressing any emotions, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I got the MJ. That's all. There's the Mamba mentality, man. I got the MJ in me and the Mamba in me. I'm just, that's why you we, know. That's why we had to wait till 8 o'clock to get on because you ain't expressing your love. If you would have said love, we could have got on at 7. But you know, you Probably. ain't do it. I had to go pick up some products that I needed. No, 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 I'm already wrestling with you. My point is, you know, my point is, my point is, as a radio guy or a podcast guy, you what you did right there, I, I saw it, but I mean, I can't tell anybody how they feel. Right. I can't. I can't. Right. And I, 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 no, I agree. You know, I agree with it, but I can tell them uh, if I th- if I think they're wrong without a feel, <laughs> you know. I can say that. So, but we'll leave that at that, and we'll let the people, uh, mm-hmm. you know, send, send me some crazy tweets and texts about how I'm wrong or how I'm right, and uh, I'll let you know what I hear about that. So, I got one more fun question for you. Okay. And this is the, this is a business venture that I'm on. Okay. Uh, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a business, I got a business plan together. Uh, <laughs> he does. Yeah, tell me again. How you gonna, how you gonna tell me what my business plan is, bro? So, That's true. Nothing's off limit. I'm ready. But okay, so here's my business plan. I want to open up a drive-through strip club, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a lot of a lot of brothers and sisters out there that are stressing <laughs> and they need a place to just, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And for me, this is this is a good therapeutic environment, just to have something where you stay in your car, you know, listen to your <laughs> Lil Wayne or. You know what I'm saying? Your people or whatever it is you listen to. Just drive through. Just watch some beautiful women on the right side, beautiful women on the left side. You know? And just drive through. Just pay your due. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I think I can really help the community out a lot. And for me, I think it would be a great investment. But for sure, I think I shouldn't do it. So I've been taking notes. And so far, I've gotten, I think, three yes and a bunch of no's. Um, you know, and I disagree with every note that I get. So I'm just going to ask you, what do you think? It, is that a bad idea? Should I do it? Go ahead and put me on the disagree with the no, because I'm I'm going with no. Uh, no, I'm, I don't think it's a good idea. I, I mean, but uh, um, I I just think like maybe that's why you was thinking about lust instead of love. <laughs> <laughs> that was the connection. You was you was you was probably your business plan, and it was a segue to it. I'm definitely not in love no. with a stripper. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I, I think that um, if that's what you want to do, and if it's a market for it, go get it. 
Um, okay. It's not for me. I'm and honestly, I I don't even like strippers, Joe. Like I, really? I I've never been in the strippers. I think the like one time I ever went to the stripper club. I think I was like 28, 29. Like a couple of my friends from Pittsburgh took me. Wasn't really like into it. Um, I'm not into strippers. So you mean to tell me that I'm gonna ride up just to see girls? Like I'm not right. doing that, bro. No, I'm not, I'm not. That won't work for me. No, you're not getting no. my money now. No. Mm. no. All right. Well, well for me, but if I if I open that call, you're free to come by and drive through anytime for free, though. I'm not gonna come, bro. <laughs> I, won't, I won't go. What what, what good is it to just ride by looking anyway? What's that? That's it's cheaper. You know, you, you don't have to pay a whole lot of money and you don't have to worry about putting a hundred one dollar bills on one stripper. No. Just pay me an entry fee. But, it's an entry fee. But but think about this, bro. If when you at the strip club, you don't even have to pay no money. You could just watch you you could just watch. Right, but somebody else can take the girl, and they can be sitting in the front row, and you get mad because you want personal attention. But here, you can't do that. You can't, you can't get. But here, you in line. Yeah, but you in line though, so it's your turn. So you can pull up to to the line. Well, we got a limit. If you want thirty or more minutes, you got to go to the right side. You know. So, <laughs> so, so, and Richard, before you go, so here's my question, Johnny. So that means that you're gonna have a different girl every single time a different car come. Or is it going to be the same girl for a shift, like for four hours? Yeah. No matter how yeah, it's going to be. A, nah, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a shift. I'm going to have. Nah. I'm going to have Shanani on the right side. I'm going to have Taquana on the left side. Nah. You know, so it's just once they're done with the shift, they're going to go and somebody else come in. Nah. I mean, the girl's going to be happy because I'm going to pay them real good money. Um, they're going to have you know Medicare for all, uh, everything in the health insurance, all of that. You know, PTO, everything, man. Yo, it's going to be beautiful. Johnny got issues, man. He, I know what I'm saying. He got issues. Son didn't go right when he was younger, yo. He got to go talk to somebody. Therapy, bro. <laughs> I, I, did, I did talk to Dr. Phil. Go ahead, bro. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm ready. Yo, bro, I do not like white meat, man. Chicken wing all day. I had four of them today, actually. I don't, I don't like why. Mm, I'm gonna go with AC, you know, just because if it's hot in the car, I can just put the windows down. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Nike all day. Come on, bro. Live from Bedford Syverson, the livest one, representing VK to the fullest. Justin Bieber. Oh, that's tough right there. Um, but I gotta go with now Dominique, man. Yeah, Clyde was Clyde could glide, but Nick was Nick was different. Um that one's tough, man. I'm I'm gonna go with the Nikki Nikki Minaj and get rid of Molly. <laughs> and, and I'm gonna hold down Tyler, uh, Taylor Swift, man, because I don't like Kanye no more. So I'm gonna hold down. <laughs> <laughs> but you heard what Kanye? But you heard what they said about Kanye though. The whole MAGA thing was just a uh, was just playing tricks on us, man. I don't care. You guys hear about that? I don't like I don't like Kanye no more, man. Yo, have wow, him come to your, have him come to your drive-through strip place, yo. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we definitely gonna have them on some Yeezys. They're gonna have some Yeezys on before they get on stage. Yeah, I'm not, that's for sure. I'm not rocking with him. <laughs> no. All right. Well, hey, Big Vern, we appreciate you joining yeah, us. Man. Man. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for kicking it with us, man. Yo, um, yo, respect to you both, man. You guys got a great thing going on here, man. Um, just Thank keep you. just keep keep doing what you're doing. And any way I can help, man, I got a couple people I can send to you. I tell you, man, Eddie Taylor, man, he's very insightful. If you guys want him, if you want Ty, Ty Allen Jackson, um, he's doing huge things. Rashad, just let me know, man. I'll do what I can. I right, appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, bro. Be easy. Um, and remember, LeBron is not top five. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll leave you with that. All right. <laughs> I ain't going to argue. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> appreciate it. All right. You've been listening to the Point Noted Podcast with Johnny B and Rashad B. Follow us on Twitter at PT Noted and Instagram at Point Noted. Hit the subscribe and follow button to follow us and check out more episodes of us talking a whole bunch of shit. You've been noted.